Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am the Beatle, and I am with... Um, the fly. Ah, yes. You didn't give me enough. My brain is is too tired right now to spontaneously come up with a bug. I literally, I was like, uh, Bugs? the bug? Is the fly <laughs> I can't remember. A bug, or is it like another thing? Yeah, I it's an know. insect. I I was like the trying, beetle and the fly. I literally could not remember any names of any bugs. Yeah. For a well, hot second, we did it. The beetle and the fly. Coming, coming in hot with another MCU review. Um, wow! Only f- first of the year. First of the year, which might be a record. I don't know. Feels like usually we do, but I mean it's only February. I was trying to think of well, what the last, last one was, and I was like, oh, it was only like three months ago. Last wow. year was what? <laughs> what year? Hawkeye. <laughs> so we did Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye was like the first episode. Okay. Uh huh. It all kind of blurs together. Yeah, in my I really brain. That, we'll talk about that, but yeah, not really sure. Yeah, first one the of the year movie. though. Uh, uh, first Marvel movie in Phase Five. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. currently, this is the best movie out of <laughs> Phase Five. <laughs> you know, I will say they were going through like in the movie theater, like all the Marvel movies. They have like the promo. They're like, oh, and see this one and this one. And I will say this might be the one I'm the I was like the least into like actually looking forward to. Interesting. Like all the other ones I feel like I have some sort of like oh that might be interesting. Ant-Man has just never been my jam. Not an Ant-Man guy, not an Ant-Man and the Wasp guy. Um so wasn't always wasn't like a big Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum media looking like uh Sure person i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah i think the other ones might i might be more like excited for but right now it just feels like yeah just the the excitement is not is not there right now for this one yeah i i mean we don't need we we should do question of the week before i get too into the history of this but i do i i saw ant-man um when it came out in theaters Mm -hmm. when i was in college um for like we had like brother sister halls so you had your hall and like, like a target a hall. hall no no like a hall that you lived on like oh in the dorms. h-a-l-l we did do a hall though so what we did is the hall that was the same floor as you in the like other dorm that was like the guy's dorm or the girl's mm-hmm. dorm that was like your brother or sister hall and the mm. point was, like, bonding. I don't know. So you had to do, like, uh, every, I don't know, a couple times a year, we would do, like, brother-sister hall events. Mm. And this is one. Yes. We went to the thrift store and and did, like, bought ugly outfits and put them in a bag. And then people had to, like, grab the bag. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. And we saw Ant-Man. With the outfits on. Yeah. Hmm. Not great. Right. Not that. Yep. Not a fun yeah. time. Um, yeah. Let's. Yeah. Like, so but from let's, the beginning, just Ant-Man has not had a good connotation. for. Yeah. You. Like I thought it was. Well, I was excited for this movie, but we can talk about it after. We oh, do yeah. We'll, we'll get into week. it. Let's go. Let's shift to the question of the week, though. So last week we asked you all, what is your favorite movie that features a dance sequence? Because we talked about all three Magic Mike movies last week. Um, if you want to skip this segment, you can. There's like a timestamp in the description. But let's. We got quite a few answers to this one. A lot of dance fans in the secondhand film hive. Yeah, um, we did. Um, so on Spotify, Mike said After Sun. Um, mm, uh, which, maybe recency bias, but also a great, a great also dance a great sequence. dance scene. Um, yeah. it it's on our short list. For secondhand dance, film scene, awards, scene, scene of the year, yeah, yeah, we don't have we a don't, dance scene of the year because we know don't know. That would be fun though. <laughs> that would uh, be a fun. Category. We don't know if it'll be in the awards yet, but it it, it is in the short list. So yes, it is it, it is shortlisted, as they say. Let's go over to Spotify, not Spotify. You already did Spotify, Instagram. We got quite a few here. Um, 
So I'm just going to go through a few of the ones that we probably won't have as much to say about. So Andy said RRR. Neither of us have seen that, but I know that yeah, you know the I, dance sequence is a big, a big pull. Um, yes, I have seen, the, have dance seen the dance sequence. Yes, but I have not seen the movie. The movie. Yes. Um, Danny said Ex Machina, which I have seen, um, but I don't really remember the dance sequence. But it's a great movie. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I own it. I could rewatch it. Um, have you seen that movie? I have not. Okay. Um, it didn't then... seem like my type of uh, vibe. I don't know. O- Oscar Isaac's in it. Yeah, and the, but... And the Peter Rabbit guy. Uh, What's that guy's name? Dom, Dom Hall Gleason. He's Dom, in so many Dom, movies, and I don't in... know his name. It's always just like, oh, yeah, that's the... <laughs> not even Harry Potter. That's just that's the Peter Rabbit guy. He plays the guy in um, <laughs> Star Wars, too, right? He does. General he does. Hux, Hux or whatever. Uh, He's like yes. the traitor. He always is kind of like... a. A, he's a solid performance. He's in he, Harry Potter. How much money has this guy made? He's in Star Wars. He's in Harry Potter. He's in Peter, Peter Rabbit. Rabbit. This guy is making this. I think he has an ideal career. Underrated. I don't think anyone knows his name. I would say, <laughs> but every but like, he, but you know him. I just he's I think great he is in really, Peter Rabbit. We've never talked about Peter Rabbit. He has carved out a great spot <laughs> but, for himself in the. He's film in that industry. About Time movie too, right? He is in that. Yeah, he's the main character. It's kind um, of a king, actually. He is kind of. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we I should do summer of whatever that Domnal, guy's. Dom, it's like something weird. It's like Dom, Dom it's like Domnal, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Dom, Domnal Gleason. It's summer probably of Gleason. you probably don't pronounce the M. It's probably Donald. Donald Gleason. That is mostly most likely correct. What what is he in this? Is he in anything this year? This guy receives a Bachelor of Arts in Media Arts. Whoa. His last movie was Peter Rabbit 2. Went going out on a high note. As, as I now. did see that in the theater. He was in The Revenant? Wow. Brooklyn? Oh, it looks like he's been in a couple TV shows. Oh, recently. White House Plumbers is an upcoming American political drama television miniseries. He Watergate was in two Ma- miniseries Ooh, in um, 2022. Okay, so doing the miniseries circuit, so sounds I like it. Uh, anyway, we got way off track. I don't even think he's done a dance sequence probably in any movie. Um, <laughs> Jamie Christian Howard said Magic Mike XXL. So, so apologies Sorry. for man. Li- we're really our doing our dirty episode. with us hating Scream Five. I know. And... I know. It's 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 tough, but. Um, what other, what other ones do we have here that we might be able to say more about? Oh, Laura said, call me by your name. Oh, that's a great dance scene. Great, great dance scene. Timothy Chalamet invented dancing. He did. Um, (laughs) she also gave it alternate as Wet Hot American Summer. Another movie that I've seen and don't remember the dance scene from. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking of a dance scene in that. I've only seen it once though. And it's like, it didn't really stick hugely so i just remember paul rudd was really funny speaking of paul rudd um Hmm. he's a good good role in that let's see noah said mary poppins you know always a a classic Uh, yeah iconic some great some great dance sequences with dick van dyke did you see dick van dyke i think was like in the on the mask singer recently really i I, think that shows like a fever dream (laughs) it is (laughs) like anything i hear about that show is not of my own will and it also is the most like absurd thing I've One time, ever seen. Uh, the very few times I have gone somewhere at night, uh, and gone to places, I went to a friend's house at night, and they were watching The Masked Singer, and I was just like, I have never. It was the only time I've ever seen anyone like watching that show. I watched I don't some of the very is, first is season just because like I thought the concept was really interesting. It is a cool concept. Yeah. Uh but then it just felt really stupid. I did laugh the the, the with Kermit the Frog though. So Yeah. Yeah yeah. In that do you want to read this one other the last one yeah because I feel like this this is this for is you. M- at least this is the first me. one. This is mine. Yes. Um this it's is not me. mine but uh, this greatest is showman. real <laughs> this is me except that's Camp Rock. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to um, be. Okay, okay, wait, what is Kristen it? Kristen Fanoff said another round. Okay. Which what are is your like, favorites? yeah, Mads Mickelson. I listened to that song today, actually. Wow. Uh, the, what a life. That, whatever. Yep, 
Mm-hmm. Yep. By Scarlet mm-hmm. Pleasure for the um, needle drop in another round. That's a good I, song. I literally, this is my sign because just today, I when I put it on, I was driving back from soccer practice. I was like, damn, I need to watch that movie. So maybe and this is my sign to watch it. This is your sign. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also said "500 Days of Summer," which has a good dance sequence. That like the musical oh, sequence. Man, in that it's movie. been so long since I watched that movie. I could not. Not tell a favorite. You. Not a favorite. But yeah, the dance sequence I feel is good. like it's hit or miss for people. Like. Yeah, it's just not. It, I feel like the vibes just are off in that one. Like, I really liked it in high school, but that's because mm, I was like, I was really, really obsessed with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. So then, his, his hair in that movie is terrible. Just yeah, r- really awful hair. I don't know what they were. Well, I guess it kind of goes with his character. Um, and then lastly on Twitter, we got um Godfellas Pod. So this is most likely Zach Smith Michaels. Uh, or it could be Hannah, either one of them. I don't know who runs that account, actually. Said Aubrey Hepburn in Funny Face. Oh, he, they said that it's Zach. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, Aubrey in F- Funny Face. Um, okay. I haven't seen it. I saw something about her recently, but I don't remember what it was I saw. Um, and that's it. That's all That's all the, That's all. all the dance movies we got. Um, good answers, though. Definitely not, like, the ones I might have expected a lot of those. So, good job to everyone reaching back into their dance movie knowledge because yeah those in i might want to no one said high school musical unbelievable well but i think that i like that people were thinking a little less musical though because like i think it's cool that like pulling out ones that aren't just like the obvious ones like some some of them that just have like a random dance sequence like another round but that they're great let's go then into a movie that has no dance sequences from what i remember um, is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, I think, are they making any more Ant-Man movies? Because it's, I just think it's funny how they keep adding words to the title for these sequels. Because it was, first it was Ant-Man, then it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now it's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I and, think this um, is the last one. The last ant, the last of the Ant-Men. Yeah. I feel like Marvel has an issue making the third movie of their trilogy feel like part of the other two movies. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I feel like, like civil war, Iron Man, I just three, I, I just feel like they have a hard time, like making trilogies feel like conclusive. the third movie. Yes. Um, hopefully guardians, uh, a three will disprove that, which I think it will have a better chance. Cause it doesn't seem like it's as connected, but this one is definitely like one of the bigger, releases so far in this phase four and five because it gets pretty deep into the quantum realm which Mm. is like the new thing in kang which he only had showed up for an episode in loki previously so now he's fully featured in this movie so a lot of like future mcu stuff riding on this movie similar to like how civil war i feel like yeah, it's funny because I feel like every single movie, they're like, this is the one that's starting it. Yes, this is the like, one. Remember how they said that with No Way Home? And they were like, yeah. No Way Home is the one that's like, which it does have a little bit of it, but it doesn't really. Like, it's only the last, like, 10 minutes of that movie that it's like, oh, okay, the multiverse. And then, yeah, it's like they kind of they keep like giving you a little more, but they've never they don't like and like even Doctor Strange like Multiverse of Madness like was yeah, it, and that one they were like this one is the one that's like starting everything, and then Loki it was like this is the thing that's like starting everything, and then they're finally now they're like this is the one that starts everything, and I think this one more than anything it's kind of like it feels like a kicking off point, but yeah, because not to spoil, but there's a. Th- at the ending of the movie it feels like they're kind of like hinting at something coming for in the future you know yeah like, and it's clear like we already know that kang is the big villain in this whole hmm. new phase and exactly, the new yeah. avengers movies and all that and stuff so we know that the all of this now from here is leading up to what like kang dynasty is that what it's called I guess. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I could I, be totally that sounds, wrong. We that need sounds Peter. right. That sounds probably um, true. Yeah, so this is all leading up to that now. So yeah. we're starting okay, this yeah. new phase. 
Uh, And I do think this is more clear, but that's kind of how, like, going into this has been, is it's like, everything is about this news phase. Which is funny, because they said that about Eternals, but now I'm like... Eternals I literally feels like could so not separate. tell you how Eternals fits into any of this. Well, and like, that's the thing with Eternals is like it ended. Remember, like there was like a hand sticking out of the ocean, but no one's mentioned that yet. Like those kind of things where it's like there are big things, but they've never been mentioned after Eternals is. Yeah, out. like I can understand the connection between the, all the other stuff because it's all like multiverse related. So it's like okay, mm-hmm. so Loki, they're somewhere in the multiverse. And then, you know, the stuff with Peter kind of exploding stuff and Strange trying to control it. So, I like, I think that that, uh, that all makes sense, even if it's a little bit disjointed. I'm like, okay, yeah. we have some sort of through line here, but everything but Eternals else... Eternals is just, like, Eternals there. makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's just there. It feels like it could have been its own movie, really. Like, which honestly might have, they might have been, it might have been better, I think, if maybe they tried to just make it its own thing. Like, yeah. you know how DC is kind of, like, doing that now where they have, like, the the ones connected to the universe, but also the ones that are just, like, standalones? Like, maybe they should start doing more of that. I don't well, know. Well, and I think most of theirs are, like, they have different series. Like, it's not, like, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. big amalgamation yeah, story. of... Right, and everything isn't, like, just part of another... A piece of another puzzle. So that's why I think it's hard to have these kind of series, too. Because, like really it is an ant-man move the ant-man series in the ant-man series but it's like also continuing something that started in the loki show and it's also continuing some stuff that's over here like and it's just kind of hard to take the titles of these movies seriously anymore like the titles basically just tell you like who the main character is going to be but they're not really about them all the time like they're just like the main yeah, like quantum mania. What does that even mean? Like, why like, didn't the quantum they... realm? But yeah, but mania. What... Yeah. Well, what's <laughs> funny is like if this had been a movie, like one of the first few movies, it would have been named like it literally would have been named like Ant Man and Wasp: The Quantum Realm. Like it would yeah. have been something very simple because like Captain America, it's like the first Avenger, and then it's yeah, like why quantum Age mania sounds Ultron. like they're trying to be a little too hip with the times there. Yeah. Like, well, remember um, when that very first logo came out and it was like, everyone was like, oobaloobaloobah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, all the just letters. It was like, oobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobaloobalo
Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, obviously, some of the early reviews were pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to avoid watching clips and stuff just because I feel like on film Twitter, people really just blow stuff out of proportion. Yeah, like, and they take lots of clips out of context where it's like a five-second clip of one thing. One screenshot going around and everyone was like, this movie is so dark and you can't see anything. And it was like one random frame from a trailer, which is it doesn't even mean anything. And it actually, and it actually wasn't that. Like, I think they're. I thought this scene was one was of the dark. brightest Marvel yeah. films we've had in a long time. So I don't I th- know I what anyone was talking I, like, about. The, especially the third act was very surprisingly easy to track with which i, I was thought very it was happy. very colorful i'm not gonna lie yes. um like the uh, the opening scene was dark but after that all good it was all good after that yeah so i i don't know like going in expectation wise when i sat down at the theater yep i i didn't have any expectations mm. i went in expectationless my yes. brain blank because i just was like I'm so tired of pretending like we're supposed to be looking at these movies with a critical point of view, but I would go into Fablemans differently than I would go into this movie. So I'm yeah. not walking into the Fablemans the same way I'm walking into yeah. no, a Marvel it, yeah. movie. Like these movies for me are at this point, especially are just pure entertainment value. Like yeah. I am so beyond caring about the technical aspects of these movies that like I'm also kind of beyond caring about like the overall story sometimes I just kind of watch and I I I literally did not for the I kind of forgot that the mom got stuck in the quantum realm so the (laughs) whole I was just I was just like okay so I guess she because it's so funny so I felt like I was kind of watch one of the people that like are watching (laughs) in the middle where they don't know what's going on but I've seen them I just kind of yeah forgot just kind of forgot so it's just like, all right, I'm just here. Third act will be fun, hopefully. Um, and like you said, the, a lot of the discourse around it was just really And I just boring. don't want to. And it's like, always the same stuff, too, you know? I don't, yeah. And I don't want to have to sit there and think, oh, this CGI is horrible. And I can't believe. And I'm like, I just want it to be dumb fun at this point. And honestly, if it can keep me entertained the full time, and, and like, that is all I can ask yep. for. And I think, like, Thor Love and Thunder is a good example because I thought that was horrible. And the whole time I was just like, this is so, this is not good. But, like, for some reason, this one, like, I didn't feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was engaged. Well, yeah, it felt like a real movie. Uh, I guess it was a m- it's a movie that <laughs> I like I I like the movie is like because a movie, it feels you know like a, it feels like, like, a, the like movie. a movie it feels like a movie I guess you gotta do it in like a, a <laughs> British accent I, lo- I, like, I the like the movie it feels like it feels a movie. like a movie a real fit go to the theater it's a real movie you know speaking of going to the theater um theater experience just uh, like similar to like I went in low expectations. I just really felt, especially this one, I mean, I went on Friday, but it was at, like, 5.15, so it wasn't really, like, prime time, but the theater was pretty full, but it just feels like, to me, at this point, the hype for these movies is non-existent. Like, I think people go because they feel like they have to, but I feel like there's there's just, like, no, not much excitement around Okay, I am going to disagree with you. I just that's what that's what I was feeling. Theater experience solely based on my experience. So it's clear to me, based on going to see this one, I saw on Saturday at a seven twenty showing. Okay, so a little later. Yeah, and I saw it in. They had multiple showings, so I saw it in the in the smaller theater at Mm. my. So like it was the seven twenty. Yeah. But they had like a a seven o'clock in the big D theater. Okay. Oh, so the big D. Yes. Um, The big D makes a return. Haven't got to mention on the pod for a while. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it was packed. It's definitely the fullest movie I've been in since Mm -hmm. like pre COVID. Um, there were a couple people even sitting in the front, like in the front. They came to the front. front. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, That's cool. And so, like, the lobby was full. 
um, which literally my theater is li- is a ghost town. Like literally, uh, literally, li- there was literally, no one in the theater. <laughs> literally, <laughs> there was no one in the theater. Is he really doing the gwitty right now? <laughs> he really did the gwitty into the AMC. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah. So but weird, I like I every like... time I go into my theater. The only people in the lobby are employees. But for this and, movie, there was a lot, like, none of the other To ones. the point That's where wild. I, when I got my popcorn, I went in the premiere line. I never even walk through the line when I go to my theater. I, like, walk around it and then go wow. up. But, like, we yeah. have the premiere line where, like, you can skip the regular customers, you yep. know, if you have A-list. Right. If and I was if like, you're upper oh, class like if that. You're upper class. And I was like, mm. damn, there's enough people here that I actually feel like I have to take advantage of the premiere line. Um, and the the reason I say the hype about it is because there were a lot of, I would say probably 11th and 12th grade kids, like this large group that came together. I don't know if it was like a school or something. And they were like so hype about this and like drove up the energy in the theater by a lot. And there were a lot of other like normal moviegoers there as well and i don't think it was the same i don't think anything will ever match the same level of energy as like going to see endgame or something like that but i did feel like there was more excitement in the theater than i have seen in a while apart from maybe like Mm -hmm. no way home just because like i don't know it seemed like people were very excited like the crowd was a little more rowdy than usual this is the third Ant-Man movie, as we said. The Ant-Man 1 was released in 2015, which would mean they were those kids were in third and fourth grade when wow. Ant-Man 1 came out. So it's really like you think about it. It's like the, the conclusion to a trilogy that they've been watching there for like since they were in third grade. Well, um, I mean like I Which is crazy. That's a cra- that is crazy to think well, about. Well, I mean Noah, think about us like what was the first Marvel movie you saw in the theater? I have no Do you idea. Remember? I don't remember. It wasn't Ant Man. I didn't see Ant Man in the theater. <laughs> um. So we saw Captain America: The First Avenger in the theaters, yep. and I, I mean, so you think since then, I've been. It's 2011. Was it First Avenger? Right. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty so great. Those, been- <laughs> ki- those kids were uh, in like kindergarten or preschool. Yeah, I mean, we, because I was, I don't, 13, 12. Well, and you think they've been watching, so they've been watching since then, and they've seen Ant Man in Civil War, Endgame, um, well, Ant Man and the War. Wasp. In fa- so, they, so they've kind of grown up with this character a lot more. So I think we're getting to the point where we're getting like not new generations, but just like other, the, other generation is also joining in and a lot yeah more which is weird because like i that is also what's really strange to me about these new characters because for us it's like i mean steve rogers and tony yeah. stark but then like we still have some of the characters but it's all these new characters i think that's what makes it hard to like attach myself to the new characters because mm. i'm still holding on to my boys Right, and one of them is dead, and one of them is in another timeline. Hey, uh, hey. so I <laughs> we think... don't speak. We don't speak of the other timeline. We don't speak um, of it. All I'm saying is, there's enough of these. There's enough of this multiverse crap that I feel like I should get an end credit scene of Bucky and Steve fucking. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone leaves for the end credits now anyway, so I feel like... Dude, I know. Everyone left for... Like, they stayed for the, the mid credits, and no one stayed Whole for the second one. Left. It was like, there was like a couple people, and they were like, one person, I was really annoyed. He's like... Well, I guess that made coming to this whole movie almost worth it. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, what a loser. Man. So negative. Um, okay, we should talk a little bit more spoiler-free stuff. So this movie, I was, I'm pretty, like, down the middle on it because I really hated the first half up okay. until Jonathan Majors comes in. Uh, which it's a little really, rocky. It, there's it doesn't a lot... have to do really with him as much as more just like when he comes in is when the story kicks into gear more, I feel like. Yeah, I think for me, my my biggest issue with the first half is if you had completely cut out Hope 
and the what's her face, the mom. The, I would have yeah, her mom. Yeah, I would have liked know. it a lot more. Um, what was her yeah, name? Du- Linda. No clue. She was she was annoying. But like that whole thing where they're like. Tell me what's going on. I can't tell you right now. And then the next scene oh is like, gosh. tell me what's going on. I can't tell you right now. It's just well, like, and then that is that so grating to me. With the mom doing like Murray? the battle. Oh, no, not, that, that scene was pretty that. funny. That scene was pretty funny. No, the one with her mom in like, she's battling this guy. That it looks like it was shot on like a green screen in like my room. Like, because it keeps cutting back. You have, if you watched it, you would. What guy cut, is she battling? You so remember, like, they're in the middle of this desert, and, like, she battles this random dude, and apparently the battling him will let them go to the cafe. Oh, when she, like, like hits him with the knife y- thing? Yes. Yeah. They okay. do, like, a hand to hand combat. Yeah. And they, I they keep think... cutting back to Hope and Michael Douglas, and it looks, they just are, like, standing there on, in the, they're, like, in this desert vast background uh, this the whole beginning was so choppy didn't know what was going on Hank yeah and the daughter were somewhere random somewhere else with like these weird people and the guy from good place um yes cheating. i just don't understand <laughs> the first half was so confusing i almost i fell think uh, I, I yeah i'm trying to figure out i wonder if that was probably partly bad writing but i'm curious how much of that falls on the editing the and editing was pretty bad. I was like really watching it for some reason. I think there was it's not much just so hard when you're trying to introduce a new world, yeah. and then you have characters who you aren't really as familiar with. Like I think we all like Hank enough, and he's like casual enough that yeah, like his parts are good. And the but, daughter like, is kind of like I think we because we like him, we can kind of get on board with her. Yeah, well. and so you like um. Scott and Cassie, so their scenes are more engaging because they're mm. both pretty charismatic. And then Hank, I think, shines a little bit out of yeah. their three. But Hope and Lin- I'm just going to call her Linda. The, That's the probably mom. not her name. Yeah. Are, <laughs> her name's Linda now. Hope and Linda are like so boring and uncharismatic so boring that it makes those scenes so unengaging and i think that's what makes flip-flopping back so jarring because Mm. even if you don't totally like kind of what's going on in the area where scott and cassie are it's at least more you're more invested in their storyline because you're invested in their characters but when i kept going back i was like oh my god i just can hope please die um like i just (laughs) she's so boring she's gonna she's she's so she's Uh, so boring i'm sorry like i the vaccine stuff aside i mean the fact that that is just another level but like she just is a really boring character and Mm -hmm. especially paired with someone like scott who's like pretty funny like i like funny and charismatic and like engaging on the screen you want to hear what he says you want to see his facial expressions it's kind of just like i don't know it's it's hard to flip-flop between the two i think that's its biggest downfall in the first act because of that and then i think once they're kind of together it sort of helps ease it out a little bit because it's not like you're jumping yeah i just feel like there's no sense not to be like uh, a film twitter person but there's no sense of momentum like in the story at all like i just don't understand what the point of anything is until kang shows up because like they keep talking about him like kind of or walking around him but like once they introduce his character i get a lot more invested one because at least that we have another person on screen who is interesting and is a good actor and also we have like a conflict because it just we don't really have a conflict until that point okay so I, think... I have something to say about this just because yeah. it'll lo- leave my brain if i don't say it right now um do you remember in thor love and thunder when no <laughs> <laughs> the villain whose name i'm not remembering oh the christian the bale guy. christian bale guy great villain yeah. also was... kang also great villain there was like he was like apparently this guy who's like really horrible and like killed all these people and it, uh, pretty much the same villain like it destroyed was worlds yeah, like, and it all was this ba- stuff. Ba- very similar stakes. Yeah, and so they didn't really show us in that though how threatening this guy really was, 
And I think part of the issue with how we were introduced to Kang, because Jonathan Majors is so good, by the way, um, it, though, is that, like, everyone keeps being like, oh, Kang is so horrible. But it's like, what is he doing? Is he killing people? Yeah, I feel people? like my guy's like, just what kind did, of vibing. What did he actually, has he actually done in the quantum realm? Because, like, we saw the briefest glimpse of him, like, destroying what? Like, one person? And then it was just, like, a bunch of blue light and stuff. And so it's like, okay, he's probably a bad dude. But, like, yeah. I feel like we're not getting the full perspective. And everyone just kept saying, oh, he, he, him. And it's like, yeah. uh, what? what is his reputation here? Because they keep saying, like, that they let she, Linda, left them here. And Yeah, and they never really explained that either. Like, when they were, like, Bill Murray was like, you left us to die. Like, so were you in the middle of a So I just feel like in terms of, of like, lore, there wasn't mm. enough. That should have been what filled the first act. And yeah, not but at least kind of once just... he once he comes on screen, he starts doing things on screen that you don't. And so then he becomes threatening when he's, like, that one scene with them in, like, the prison is a great scene. Yeah, I mean, um, he kills it. So I, he definitely becomes very, like, foreboding when you are introduced, when he does his monologues yes. and stuff. You're like, ooh, this guy. Is, what a great voice he has. Like, his voice he has for this role is, oh, he is, is awesome. Incredible. And his, his line delivery, like, the way he does stuff, I'm like, ooh, kind of sends a shiver down my spine oh. for multiple reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that was inappropriate. <laughs> No, I think it was a. I think it was a great, um, a great pull quote. No, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, I, he, he really sells it, and I think I wish that, because obviously we we know how scary he is because of Loki, and I think yeah. that helps. Um, having established, even though it's been forever since I've seen that, having established his trajectory as mm. a villain. Mm-hmm. in this universe but i wish they would have made him scarier and i get that ant-man is lighthearted, blah 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 um but i think we could have cut out some of the stuff with linda and mm. hope and then kind of insert yep. maybe a little more like lore yeah. about the yeah, quantum realm so yeah after jonathan major shows up i would say most of it is pretty spoilery so we probably will dive into that in a second what do you want to read Peter's thing he wrote for us. I would love to. kind of close out this section here. So we were going, we had intended to have our good friend Peter on this episode, who's done a lot of Marvel episodes with us and is a lot more knowledgeable about Marvel things than we are. Yes, he reads the comics, so he knows the OG And also kind of just like pays attention. Like he probably knew that the mom was stuck in the quantum realm, unlike me. When he was watching. <laughs> he probably um, knows the mom's name. I'm Yeah, only... <laughs> he probably knows the mom's name as well. But we do do a lot of just scheduling things on our part as well. There's just like, didn't work out this time. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get him on the Guardians one in the future. But he did write up a little bit of a review for us here. So we'll close. This. Did you read it yet? I did, I, re- I did read it, but I would like okay. I, I would love to hear it again. Um, okay. Just to close out this spoiler-free section, let's hear what he has to say. All right. From Peter. From Peter. Ant-Man Quantumania kept up the pace with reveal after reveal. The most interesting, of course, being that the words ant and man are contained within Quantumania. If this justification feels like grasping at straws in an unsatisfying way, then maybe don't watch the preceding two hours to this title reveal in the credits. Ultimately, it's an Ant-Man movie. What did you guys expect? I'm not saying you shouldn't have high hopes for wacky characters, but the previous two Ant-Mans, Ant-Men, weren't (laughs) loved at all when they came out. They were just as narratively messy and goofy, you know, because they were Ant-Man movies. That was all caps. Uh, I tried to emphasize that with my voice. Nice. This film was fun, moderately edgy, and the safest possible distance from real life radicalization, just how the mouse likes it. It The mouse being Disney. Disney, yes. <laughs> In case no one got that. That was funny. It may feel a bit centrist, but that Paul Rudd's a funny man, so I'm willing to not let this Ant-Man movie be my manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd is a funny man. He is. Go see it. The writing's bad, the directing's bad, and the special effects give Robert Rodriguez a run for his 2005 green screen money. 
Kang is the coolest, yep. but poor Jonathan Majors was clearly told, okay, but this guy is immune to time, so take the longest possible pauses between your lines, please. We're yep. not trying to pad the dialogue or runtime, we promise, before every take. But if you're like me, a Marvel completionist, or just want to have a fun in a theater, there are worse things out there. Also, special special shout out to Ruben Rabasa from I Think You Should Leave. He needs a Disney Plus show ASAP. Wow. Yeah, I think that summed it up pretty well. Like, it's really not great, but it's also not, like, a pain to watch, especially once you get to, like, that second half. Like, there are things that I think are good, are fun to watch about it, and there's some funny moments, and it's not like, uh, which were, what, like, some of the people were saying before it came out, like, it, like, um one of the worst marvel movies i guess and just like yeah like top to bottom just an awful piece of entertainment like i think it is a pretty middle of the road marvel movie on at the end of the day yeah like i told caroline after i watched it i just i feel like people are just positioned now to hate these movies and all wow, the discourse. Are we, are we the MCU <laughs> defenders right now? Look, what? I am now the leader and president <laughs> of the MCU Defense Club. Um, oh, man. I, this may be different from things I've said in the past. Um, Probably. I, re- I really hated Eternals, which is fine, because I thought that movie was pretty bad. Um, and so maybe that made me more negative than I feel about this one overall. But I think part of me after watching this one, I just was like, you know what? These movies are what are funding the movie theaters. Like, Mm. I go in there to see Knock at the Cabin, and there's one other dude in there, and the theater's empty. But, like, that movie's in there because this theater was full. You know what I mean? Right, And, like, I feel like all this thing that people like shit on marvel i think that's fine if that's how you want to be and i get that it maybe loses opportunities for other movies but it is what drives theaters to stay in business that is the truth it's an unnecessary evil maybe but it's inevitable so it is what it I mean, is wait unnecessary evil. unnecessary evil that's yes. what i mean <laughs> yes sorry necessary yes. evil it is the kang of uh <laughs> of the movie industry but, like, um, yeah. they're not – it's not that bad. Like, as much as I say Thor was bad, like, it was, but that was mostly because of my personal, like, feelings about Thor as a character and how they wrote it. Right. Yeah, more yeah, than yeah. it is about the movie itself, I guess. Yeah. And I just think I'm so tired of people like I'm more tired Marvel. of people talking about Marvel movies than the movies themselves. Like I Yeah, the movies, like we I keep, guess I'll watch them. We've talked the about talking. Marvel fatigue and I think there is some form of Marvel fatigue, but I think a lot of that like exited my brain when I was like I don't really care about whether or not I'm caught up with everything. Like, once I kind of let go of that, I was like, you know what? I can go see these movies and enjoy it just fine without having to watch XYZ of everything else. Yeah, without having to watch She-Hulk. I don't know. I guess I just had a change of heart. And, like, I don't know. Like, this movie wasn't even that good that it needed to make. Like, I gave it three stars. I had a fun time. I laughed quite a few times. Probably more than I have in a Marvel movie in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of the jokes hit. Um, but I just, like, I, I just had this revelation where I was like, man, these people really just want to shit on Marvel for the sake of shitting on Marvel at this point. Like, that's just what it feels like to me. Because I was mm-hmm. like, it really wasn't horrible. And all this stuff about the cinematography, like, the movie was actually, had a lot of color in it. Like, the whole quantum realm was color. And I was yeah. like, what are you, what, what are, we're just, everyone just wants to have these talking points mm-hmm. and I'm just tired of it. That's what no, I have yeah. to say. Getting off my Definitely. soapbox. But I and just I thought. And I think it's like, we have other blockbusters right now too, that like, if you don't want, th- this is not the only blockbuster option. Like Avatar has been in theaters for what, three months now. We had Top Gun Maverick. We So there's, it's not like, this is just one kind of blockbuster that we're getting. It's not like this is the only thing. 
Yeah, and even especially, especially now that movies are back, like, when you look at the lineup for this year, it's like, sure, we have this Marvel movie, but we also, and I'm about to name a bunch of other Disney properties, uh, but, like, we also have Indiana Jones this summer, and we have the new Fast and Furious, and Little Mermaid, and Peter Pan and Wendy, Super Mario Brothers, John Wick 4, so it's like, there's uh, this... Yeah, it makes a lot of money, and yeah, it populates theaters, but at the same time, like, these movies aren't dominating the box office anymore. Like, Avatar dominated the box office, and Top Gun Maverick dominated the box Mm -hmm. office. Like, Ant-Man Quantumania is not dominating the box office. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just tired of the discourse. I'm tired of seeing it on Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, because people want to tweet stuff after only seeing one clip. We and should, we should, we should go to an ad break, though, I will say. We, oh, sorry. Because we have a couple spoilers I thought we did. About. Did we do an ad break? No, I we haven't we d- yet. Oh, I thought we were already <laughs> yeah. talking about spoilers. Sorry. No, but you didn't mention anything spoiler-wise. Oh, okay. um, let's go to a quick ad break. Then we come back, we'll jump right back into it and talk some spoilers, just so this is an Ant-Man-sized episode and not a Endgame. big Ant-Man-sized episode, I guess. I don't know. Big Ant-Man? We're back. Okay, just we're not really gonna belabor much, I don't think, plot wise. But third act, I I liked I I liked the heist thing. I wish there was more heist stuff because like I feel like that's sure. kind of the heart of Ant Man. So it's weird that it wasn't a little bit longer. Like I would have liked if maybe it was like a ten minutes longer. Like getting yeah. That I wish there was another orb. another sequence of something funky. You know what I mean? Because mm. they had like that probability thing where all the different like yeah, that was really cool. Paul Rudd's were jumping around. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been fun to do. It felt so easy. Like maybe that should have been like more longer, of the fr- yeah. Harder. Like maybe cut out some of the first act and make that scene longer. Yeah. Um, because it was like, how did King not do this before? Yeah, it like, seemed like I a pretty just... simple job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would be. It would have been funnier if maybe I was thinking of something like Inside Out, you know, when they go into the abstract mm, chamber and they yeah. kind of have the different phases where they're like turned flat and then into particles. Right. Like I was expecting or anticipating something along those lines. And I think they did do that a little bit with the multiples. Uh, but I think it would have been more fun mm. and more Ant Manny. Yes. If they had done maybe a little bit like more in that sequence, yeah, yeah, I think that would have I would have liked more of that, less of like the big battle at the end. Even though it was, I think, st- one of the better bigger battles we've got because that's been like the thing after Endgame because is, like, so many it big battles. it was less less scale. Even though it was a big battle, it felt more grounded to me, which is why I think I liked it better. Well, it was in a smaller like it was in a location I knew where everything was. And, and it wasn't like a giant ass dragon <laughs> or third our podcast or whatever happened in Eternals with a giant robot. Oh, yeah, there was um, a giant robot in that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it felt I did. I did like the battle. Um, I it could have been maybe like I think it got a little bit disc like it got a little bit like big in the space. I'm meaning like yeah, just yeah, yeah. because. It kind of had all the stuff on the ground, and Ant-Man was really big, but everyone else... So, just kind of was like, that made it a little wonky, because it was like, where is... I felt like they're charging the tower, but it was hard to tell Mm. where they were in that space. But I did like the space, and I liked the battle, and I thought a lot of it was shot better than some of the other stuff. Like, you could... Especially since it was like, it felt like actual fighting and stuff, and not just whatever they've done in the past. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned the the big head guy. Don't remember his name either. But Darren, he's also in this. Darren, that's his my name. theater loved Darren. Anytime this dude was on the screen, I mean, like people cheered for Darren. That like, has legit. to be a Spy Kids reference. There is no way. Like, is that in the it comics? Like, it looks just so Spy Kids. Um, which I, I, I commend like th- there was, I feel like there was yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people compared it to shark boy and lava girl too. Yeah. Like the outfits and stuff. 
Um, but like, yeah, I, think... I mean, literally any no, that's single. What I, meant. I meant Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That's what I meant because of George Lopez. Any uh, joke he made, like the theater laughed out loud, the whole theater, like. Hey, good for him. Any line, which I think is great. Um, I I felt like, to me, that felt the most OG Marvel humor to me than mm. stuff has in a while. Because I yeah. think, like, we've talked about how bad the humor was in Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you go back and watch, people talk about how cheesy, like, this was. But I think when you go back and watch especially the first Ant-Man, but even some of those OG, like the OG Avengers movie, there's so many stupid jokes in those that just really hit. And I think it's all about how it hits. And I think every single line that Darren had, I think it hits so hard. I I think too, this is similar with the Twitter thing where like people were sharing that clip of him like on screen and everyone was like, oh my gosh, what a stupid thing. But I think when you don't have it in context, you can assume maybe they, they think that it looks good in that it's like he's a serious villain. But when you're watching the movie, he is not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. The point of him is that he like they I think maybe people when you don't have the context, assume Marvel thinks that looks good. But I think like obviously it, it doesn't look good. I mean, even, even just the fact will know that that even, looks funny. Yes. Yeah, you're totally right. I think like. Obviously, there were, like, funny lines that he said or stuff that it was like, don't be a dick, Darren. But then it was, like, the running bit that literally all they had to do was each new person that saw him was, like, Darren? Yes. (laughs) And it was so funny. And I just, I don't know. I felt like, I know that some of the writing was maybe not as good. um, But I do think the jokes in this Mm. overall made me laugh like way harder than I've laughed in a Marvel movie in a while and I think that that's good because I think it helped sort of balance the fun for me because Mm -hmm. I think especially with Thor Love and Thunder I know I keep coming back to that but I feel like this is the most closely in tone to that than like Black Panther or something um is that like they would say a joke and you would kind of go like it was like such a groaner like you knew that they (laughs) You knew they were making a joke to try to make you laugh, but I felt like in this one the jokes were effortless. Like well, it, this felt the most like original, like Phase One and Two Marvel humor too. I think because yeah. I think Paul Rudd is still in the like you said, like it's pretty early. Twenty fifteen is pretty early technically now in Marvel, so I think they were still casting for that kind of joke style, which I think he does really well. Like the. Josh, sorry, not to invoke Voldemort's name, but Josh Whedon's <laughs> joke style, which is what the first two phases were built on. Yeah. So, like, he still has that delivery, which I think I, works. I agree. Um, One other thing that I wanted to say about the jokes that I thought of was when the... I just was thinking of how... I've brought this up before about Finding Nemo and how... <laughs> I know I'm rehashing all my old talking points. Well, I just Finding Nemo wasn't expecting you to pull that one out. So. <laughs> I pulled it out before, so... But but in, in Finding Nemo, and then also the other one I'm thinking of, I think it happened in Avengers, is as a kid, when you watch those movies, you know, there's, like, one joke that, like, kids repeat over and over and over. Oh, yeah. And, like, in Finding Nemo, it was the, like, I just inked line. Or the oh, butt, I yeah, but like I, yeah, and then in Avengers it was like when when Loki or or Thor's throwing Loki, I mean Hulk, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you remember? Been, been is, is that Avengers or Avengers two? That's Avengers Lo- one. Okay, yeah, when with Thor's, Loki, Thor and Hulk fight. He's, yeah, yeah, and then he says a line or something. I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember repeating that like, and then they have like the we have a Hulk line, and you kind of mm. just say those things over and over as a kid. And the line in this movie, I don't know if you can guess what it was, um, but there was a line where this the this creature <laughs> got like shot, and then he had oh, holes when he's in like, him, I have holes now, and he's like, or whatever. I have holes. <laughs> and the literally the first thing I thought as I was like, oh my gosh, if I were like a sixth or seventh grader, that would be the main. I heard that. Be every I would be yelling that all your the time. Yeah, I and I, 
It's been so long since I've watched a Marvel movie that I've thought that or felt that. I don't yeah. know. I just I love I that just, guy. That pink guy. Yeah. I, I like, love that I don't guy. know. I just had a moment where I was like, I felt like there was a lot of zany, wacky things in this. Like with the broccoli head was funny. Yeah. I feel like they were they really were did a good job in this one, I guess, of not taking themselves too seriously. Which I want. That's what I want. I feel like everything post-Endgame was just like, oh, we did this, and now we're a serious franchise. Or, like, we need or to make sure. it's like Thor, where they're trying to, they're being too obvious that they're not taking themselves seriously. Yes. Like, the joke is like, we don't take ourselves seriously, like, cause, so that's what makes us different than Endgame. This one, it felt like a very yeah, you're totally right. natural, like, it just felt like a movie, I guess. Like, it didn't feel meta in the same way, like, the Thor humor feels. Yeah, I I don't know. I I liked it. I just I feel yeah. kind of stupid saying that because I understand that like it's really not great. Like, and there's and will a, I ever probably like think or wa- about it or watch it again? I will probably not. Like I maybe don't know. in like five years, maybe I'll watch. But it's just like I think sometimes it's good to have these kind of movies that they're not amazing, but they're you can enjoy two hours yeah i just i had a good time and that's all that mattered to me with this or at least the one hour because i did really not like the first hour first hour (laughs) i was all on board with everyone i was like this is the one of the worst movies ever made um but i really did like the second yeah i think there's a lot to not like about this movie and if you want to nitpick and you want to be critical and you want to like rehash all the same marvel talking points over and over Mm -hmm. and over then I think, sure, you could tear this movie apart. But, like, I just don't want to do that. I just want to watch yeah. it and have a good time. And I feel like we could do that, too. Because, like, we, we could. gave it we two could. and a half and three. So there's a lot of things I could talk about. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's not really Yeah, like, I just think this movie is, is fine. I think people are over-exaggerating. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to call it out. I think mm-hmm. people are over-exaggerating about this movie. I think it's totally fine. Maybe you don't like it that much, but I think that's fine. I think they've been they've been way worse. It just is the main thing too. Yeah, like, I just think th- it's we've had one... way hot lower lows. I mean, this. exactly what Peter said. Like, there's worse movies you could go see. I just think mm-hmm. if you have a weekend, I I really don't think it's a bad idea to just go watch this movie with your friends. Like, I it yeah. just or by yourself. Um. You could like literally I watch did, it but... without having seen really anything either. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I... We should quickly just touch on the post-credit scene. Please. Though. Yeah. So absolutely. Mid- mid-credit scene, another example of, I was, I'm really go- have gone back and forth. I don't know if this was intentional or unintentional humor, but either way, it's very funny mid credit scene. Yeah, so we're like, talking when about they cut to, this this one is the multiple Jonathan Majors. Yes. This when especially when they cut to the stadium of Jonathan Majors and like they cut so to like funny. Jonathan Majors freaking out at another Jonathan Majors. What a great just a great scene. It was so funny. Yeah, um, I I thought that scene was funny. I think that it it almost like I don't really know what the tone of the rest of Phase 5 is going to be. That's what I don't know. Like, like, it was like it felt so serious in the beginning, but then it's like they can't think that this is not funny. Like it's just He so feels hilarious. like a comical character. And so even though he is – I think he is a good villain. Um, yeah. I think I think that's the perfect villain is one that – Yeah, like Th- Thanos I think and... has a lot of comic elements to him too. Like yeah, I am inevitable. So... Like great joke. <laughs> yes. I think that I don't know. It's hard to tell what the future of of this phase is going to be, yeah. just because I can't tell with this. I can't tell if it's just because Ant Man's a funny movie or if like I don't know. But I think that or this do they gave could us a... expect that to be foreboding because the music was like, Duh. and I was like, do they think that it's scary? Because the like, there's a lot of kings. So I mean, like, they put them in all these ridiculous costumes. There's that's no true. way. That, it, I it, thought it was so funny. I don't know. Um, especially because Kang was so serious in this whole movie, and then you see that one guy like just freaking out at the end of that shot. It's I so like funny. the idea of that though. Like, I feel like it gives you a good look into the multiverse and almost mm. your other use because like. Kang yes. the Conqueror is like the kind of this really bad guy, but it's interesting to see. I'll be very yeah. curious how these other Kangs come into play. And also, like, 
I'm just thinking about, I'm hoping that we get multiple Kangs, like we got multiple Lokis, but they all well, look the same, which is like, great. Let Jonathan and, Majors cook, guys. Give yeah, them, like, like I'm almost thinking like the personalities, um, like in Split, um, with what's his what's his name, James oh, McAvoy. That guy. Um, yes. g- great performance from him in that movie, underrated. Um, but or performances. Oh. Uh, I just uh-huh. it gives me that kind of vibe, but like less serious. Um, right. that like I would love to see because Jonathan Majors is so good. See him play these like multiple versions. Well, and it maybe it makes a little more sense. Maybe why they would have wanted to cast someone who does have a really wide range. Yeah, it's very dynamic. Because yeah, he could definitely do that. So love that, and then. If you want to touch on the post-credit scene, I do quickly. I do. It's funny because I I thought there could be. I I actually didn't even get this spoiled for me, which is great. Um, but I thought there could be a Loki scene because I was like, obviously we know Loki season two's coming, and like Definitely covering this is the Loki whole multiverse two. thing, and Kang was in Loki, and then you texted me and were like, oh my gosh, you're gonna like go crazy for this scene and so i was like oh is it a loki scene i was like i don't know it could be something else it could be like a bucky scene or something hmm. like i wasn't gonna bucky put it past and Steve him fucking. <laughs> I, I can't believe i said that oh man i'm gonna have to mark this one explicit um Whoa. so yeah i i when they came on screen oh my god i love them so much did you expect it to be owen wilson though well, I didn't know. I I wasn't sure. Because like I saw Loki, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Loki!" And then they cut to Owen Wilson. Like they got they pulled out Owen Wilson for this one. Wow! Well, and, like it's so like um, Loki season one ended so kind of up in the air where it was like Mobius didn't really like yeah. they're like the whole because of the multiverse, and so it's kind of hard to tell like where Mobius and Loki stand. But this felt like. I don't know. I just I was like, wow. I, it I just love got me really it. excited for season two. It got like, me are they just so gonna be excited. like multiverse traveling to all these different places, like and finding all these different Kangs? I hope that so. That would be ideal. Like every episode is a new multiverse trying to find oh, another and Kang. And then like there's a different Kang in every episode. That would be that would rock, honestly. That um, would rock so hard. Um, like, that'd be like well, a great because it's like a te- like show. a peer like a, they go to a different period too, which yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while since I've seen Loki, but they didn't do that in. No, I don't think so. Loki. Like they went to different universes, but they weren't like they weren't like around other periods, people, and they weren't also trying to blend in. So like this one, they could be like kind of like a spy time travel kind of oh thing. Oh my god, I would I would literally lose my mind. Um. Oh, that man. I am so excited for Loki. Season. When does that come out? Is that this year or is that next it's year? A, I think it might be this year. Oh wow, summer of twenty twenty three. Okay, great. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So maybe our question of the week should be: What do you want to see in Loki season two? Yeah, maybe like what time period? What? what oh okay. Like what? You know what type of or universe? what multiverse setting do you want to see in Loki okay, season two? Okay, yeah. What multiverse? setting because this was supposed to be like a scientist thing like he was some it reminded me it gave me um what's that movie the prestige the the prestige vibes oh okay kind of gave me like the prestige vibes a little bit yeah um so yeah what the what multiverse setting do you want to see in loki season two do you want them to go to um like the 60s like the british invasion 60s Oh my god. Jonathan Majors in like a in like a sixties rock band. Oh my god. Um, I read a Loki fanfic that <laughs> got it discontinued and I was so mad because the person never updated like it they never updated it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um which is always really sad. L. Uh but it was like a band alternate universe. And Loki was like wow. the lead singer of a band, and Mobius I think you made me his... read the first episode, the first one of that one. I'm pretty sure because like his didn't band like manager. I sent yeah, it to you. Band, I sent. I did manager. send it. Yeah, to I you. read the. I read the first. The first chapter of that. Yeah. Um, I did me. send it to you. I I loved it, and then it got discontinued. Um, yeah. Well, Tom Hiddleston could sing. So yeah. So I'm. I'm just saying. You know, I think that a a band like rock band scene would be great. Um, yeah. Love to see it. Um, there's so many options, so let us know. 
on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you would like to tell us, you can let us know. And we'll be reading that in our next episode, which, drum roll, please. Oh, boy. The Secondhand Film Awards. The fourth annual Secondhand Film Awards. Which is wild. Um, four of them. I know. Jonathan Almost Majors has won our second. He is a winner of right? Tw- a two-time winner, two-time, right? Two-time winner. First and second. He he has wasn't really in a movie that we I watched last year. I don't think. Yeah, he what was in he, some movies. Which movies did he win for? Um, um last I think Black Last Man. Black Man and Defy Bloods. And the Five Man, what Bloods. a great movie! Both oh, of those, so good. Wow. Two-time award winner, Jonathan Majors. Let's see filmography. Yeah, I guess we devotion, but I don't think he would have won for devotion. Oh, I never saw that. Isn't that the one that Glenn Powell was in too? Yeah, the the, the airplane movie. I think it's on Paramount Um, Plus now. uh, He's in Creed. Creed three this year, baby. I haven't seen Creed one or two, but I I can watch them for for him. So um, I can too for sure. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that I'm re- very exciting. Tune in next week for sure. We this is if you don't know, like our basically our Oscars. We give out awards to our favorite movies, but we so we have like all the regular categories, but we also have like best dog, best needle drop. So some more categories also suited to our tastes as well. Um, that we definitely think the Academy should adopt. So mm-hmm. if any Academy voters are listening, put in a word for us, maybe you know. Uh, get us on the ballot, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, mm. so go go listen next week to that as well, because very exciting. A lot of hard work goes into that one. Um, yeah, a whole year, year of around. watching movies. We've yeah, already whole year of s- watching, nominating. We've already started our fifth annual awards list, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this has been, it, it, this episode has we, been we could put Jonathan Majors in the, in the supporting actor running maybe in the fifth. I don't know. We, we could. We could slot him in there, maybe. We'll, we'll think about it. Um, so yeah, tune in next week for the secondhand film awards, except for that though. Don't really have anything else to say. Uh, I don't either. Hmm. Well, uh, sounds like that's all that we have for this week. So thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I am the beetle. Can I change mine? Can I be like a sure. dragonfly? Sure. And I am the dragonfly. <laughs> I didn't put <laughs> fly still. Uh, and, and we're, we're your, your second. second page.